Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. Overcoming depression. Have you ever been depressed once? Have you seen a depressed person? Overcoming depression. And I want to make you understand that depression, just like what people call the silent killer in relation to blood pressure is a dangerous thing that if not checked and God doesn't help you, can lead you to suicide. And I want to make you understand that whatever reasons you may have now to be depressed, you are not alone. Somebody has walked that road before. So life is worth living. In spite of what you may be seeing, there is hope for you. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 8. The Bible says, For we could not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despair even what? Of life. Are you with me? Second Corinthians 1 verse number 8. Is it there? Paul says we were despair even of life. Now, don't you forget this. Paul was an anointed messenger of God. Paul was an apostle of God. Paul was a choice servant of God. But he experienced depression to the point where he felt life was not worth living. So what I'm talking about is not just some strange things. In a way, I'm trying to say almost everybody, no matter your caliber in the society, if you, you, you can come into the place of depression. And I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you some persons in the Bible, as an example, of people who come to the place of depression and it took God's grace for them to come out of it. I'm trying to say this so that if there is anything you're passing through at this moment, God is going to help you to overcome it. Can I hear an amen? He said, we're despair of life. The original Greek means to have no way out, to be at lost. We were at lost. No way out. Completely depressed. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you see some things here. Hallelujah. Paul is saying, 2 Corinthians 1.8, we were way down beyond what is credible even beyond what any natural strength could support. We were weighed down to the point where no natural thing, in other words, even if you bring food, there will be no appetite for it. We were weighed down of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Depression is satanic and destructive. No matter how you think about it, 
no matter whatever reasons you may have to be depressed, it is satanic and it is destructive. It's all because you don't realize that there is hope for you, that there's a future for you. No room for depression. God is going to set that individual free in the name of Jesus Christ. So Paul said, I was so depressed and I felt there was no way out. I, it's like saying I hated life. This is an apostle of God. He wasn't just a mere man in the street, if you will. You can be depressed sometimes because of business situation. You can be depressed because of family situation. You can be depressed because maybe you feel your time for you to be married and you're not married. You can be depressed because your business is going down and there is no way out. You can be depressed because your family, which is supposed to be your, your, your marital life, is not producing results. So many things are there with which reason you can be depressed. But I'm telling you this morning, you have no reason to stay under depression. Because there's so much about life and in the future for you. Depression is a state of feeling of sadness. Hallelujah. It's a serious medical condition in which a person feels very sad, very hopeless, and unimportant, and often is unable to live a normal life. Once you're depressed, you can't live a normal life anymore. And some of the things that even come or produces it, we're going to discuss those things, how to continue with the message. But sometimes you feel, your feeling of unimportant makes you depressed. Your feeling of not being recognized by people makes you depressed. <laughs> sometimes you think you're doing your very best, you're performing so well, and nobody's acknowledging you, you feel depressed. But it shouldn't be so. And you get what I'm talking about. Depression will kill you. But God came that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. Are you following me? He says, this is a psychotic disorder. Depression is a psychotic disorder Marked especially by sadness, inactivity, difficulty in thinking, and concentration. And I want you to think about that. Once you're depressed, you can't think right. Are you still there with me? You come to the place of, in fact, you keep thinking you need help. But even if the help is coming, you can't even accept the help because you can't recognize when the help is coming. Because your mind is blocked. You can't think right anymore. Are you still there? I'm preaching Bible. How many of you understand I'm preaching Bible? <laughs> Glory to God. I'm preaching Bible. Have you come to the place where you're not thinking straight anymore? Somebody asked me, say, look, look, I, can't, I can't think, I can't think. Have you come to that state once? You are indirectly expressing depression unknown to you. And there are reasons for it. People's life, environment, whatever. No, just leave me alone. I can't think right. Even somebody say, no, 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 no. Please, I just want to be alone. Why do you want to be alone? You need somebody. Hallelujah. Life is symbiotic. You need somebody. 
No, 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 leave me alone. I want to be to myself. You don't have to be to yourself. You have to be with people. God created us to live together. Don't be to yourself. Oh, give me some time. Give me some time. What time do you have? I don't even have the one to give to you. We got to talk it out. Give me some time. No, 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 no. Depression is creeping in. Something is going wrong in your mind. You're just thinking of what people have done. You're thinking about the hurt you've received. You're getting depressed. Hallelujah. It leads to a significant increase or decrease in appetite and time spent on sleeping feeling of dejection. And that is true. Once you are depressed, no more appetite. Am I right? Give me food to eat. No, 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 I don't feel I eat it. Oh, I don't have appetite. Depression is setting it. Why won't you have appetite? Bible says God has given us all things to enjoy. Things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Now the food today, you can, I, I just lost appetite. You lost no appetite. Depression is setting in. Something you're thinking about, somebody have done to you, has made you to lose your appetite. This time, motivate cannot even work. Because it's not natural. Are you following me? You've got to overcome depression because you have a hope. That's life for you. Are you getting that? God came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Just life for you. No room for depression. No matter what happened, rejoice. And I say rejoice evermore. That's what Paul says to the Colossian church. They were failing, I mean, Thessalonica church, they were failing a lot of, you know, persecution, killing the members. But he said, rejoice. And I say, rejoice evermore. Men were dying, but he said, rejoice. Hallelujah. No depression. Let me tell you about no depression. You don't have any room for depression. Nothing. Don't kill yourself. There is so much for you. The other day I read the story University undergraduate, he was the only child of the mother, the father is late, just about a few years ago, University of Calabar, went and hung himself because the girlfriend decided him. Fool! Us girlfriend decided you going hanging yourself. An undergraduate, the only child of the mother. Depression. Oh, love is gone. Love will come again. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Any man dump you, better one is coming. Stay on. There is life. Don't go in that depression. Go hang yourself. One girl or one man that just got crazy. They got crazy, let them go. You're going to have somebody else. God will give you back double for your sorrow. Hallelujah. Go hang yourself. No room for depression. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? You got so depressed you can't sleep. No matter how many volume or volume. What do you want to Volume, volume. You take all the volume and volume. No sleep. 
depression. Hallelujah. See, I'm saying when you get depressed, you walk into a suicide. Are you surprised? We have a lot of American pastors committing suicide today. Depression. The other day, one of the ministers just, the finished service, went back home, took a shotgun, blast himself. Put a note down. I'm just not feeling life is good anymore. Depression. Good enough in our society, there is no shotgun in your house. So you have nothing to kill yourself. You're going to leave. Even all the knives in your kitchen will not enter you. You are going to leave. No room for depression. We are binding that spirit today. No matter what happened, no matter what you're passing through, you're going to leave. Hallelujah. Depression it's a state of mind producing serious long-term lowering of enjoyment of life or inability to visualize a happy future. You see, even if the table is full of choice food that you can take from, even if they take it to Sizzlers, you can eat. The best drinks made available, you can even partake of it. Depression. Have you come to that state once? God is going to heal you. Are you sitting there with me? You can visualize a happy future. You can see. Faith is dead when it comes to the state of depression. You can see a happy future. You're just there. It's a state where your mind is so clouded, you can't enjoy life. You can't visualize a happy future. You can't even imagine that there's something good coming for you tomorrow. Again, I say, Jesus came that you may have life, that you may have it, what? More abundantly. There is life for you. There is hope for you. Hallelujah. The Lord tells us that he we have an expected end. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Did the Bible say so? I know the thought that I think towards you. Thought of peace that you may have an expected end. Isaiah 26, verse 3, the Bible says, Great peace have they whose mind is stayed on the Lord. But if you check it in the original, the word great is called peace. So what he really said is, peace, peace. Shalom, shalom. Of those whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Not those whose mind is stayed on their circumstance or situation. The depression is coming through your environmental influence. You've got to overcome it. And you have overcoming it today. Can I hear an amen? amen. Shalom, shalom. Of those whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Peace, peace. Just like saying, verily, verily. So you say, peace, peace. Glory to God. 
Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 10, verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Look at what it says. 1 Corinthians. Are you there with me? Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 13. Somebody got confused because I say 1 Corinthians. <laughs> All right. This is what it says. They had no temptation, and I would say no trouble, taking you by such as is common to man. Huh? But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, you know the word, able to be here, but will make the temptation also, I mean with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to do what? to be it. No temptation. There is no problem right now that you are passing through that is not common to man. By implication, your experience, somebody have had that same experience somewhere along the line and is even having it somewhere right now. There's nothing peculiar to you. Nothing new, nothing unique about your life. See, you don't understand. Eh? we do understand because somebody has passed through the same problem before. So we understand. So if you think, if you only know my case, huh, the case has been there before. This is not the first time they open a file case, case file for you. Somebody has gone through that. There's a case file somewhere that somebody has gone through before. We don't need to know your case. God is always around you. Look at what he said. I will not forsake you nor leave you. Don't get into depression for no reason. Don't magnify your case. Huh? You have a case? Put it in a case file, submit it to Jesus. He will treat it. He's the right judge. Huh? Are you following me? He will treat your case. He's a righteous judge. So if you think you have a case, Put in the case file, submit it to the judge. Don't get into depression. Hallelujah. His soul, he was wounded even in his soul so that we can have life. Isaiah 53. Go read that again. Everything he did. Listen, all you're passing through, he took from you. Yes, depression, shock. Sure. I've gone through that myself. I've experienced that. I, I've really come to the place where I say, life is not worth living. Yes, I've come there before. I've been there. It's not new. So don't tell me, Pastor, you don't understand. I do. Because I've been there. But no matter what the reason is, there's no reason for you to hang yourself. Don't die for any reason. Live for every reason. Hallelujah. Because there's so much in life. Glory to God. You have all reasons to live, but no reason to die. Huh? Live for every reason, but don't, live, don't die for any reason. No reason is good enough for you to die. But there are so many reasons why you can live. Are you following me? <laughs> Glory to God. 
Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 8. After this, I'm going to show you two or three persons, and then we'll continue next week from there. God willing. That's what people say. But I think he's already willing. <laughs> Verse 8 said, We are troubled on every side, not some side, yet not distress. I like this. The same man, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8. The same man that said in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 says, we were despair of life. But look at what he's saying here. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. The man that was in despair have received strength. Did you get that? Chapter 1, verse 8, we were despair of life. Chapter 4, and he's saying, no matter what, we are not despair anymore. In other words, we are no longer depressed. <laughs> are you still there with me? There is need for you to realize that no matter what is going on now, there is something glorious on the other side. After every darkness, it's a new day. How many of you understand that? When the Bible started, you know, if you watch the creation week, this is how it started. You count your days from morning, but God counts his days from the evening. In the evening, in the morning, where the first day. In the evening, in the morning, where the second day. In the evening, and the morning. Are you getting that? Darkness before light. So anytime you're facing darkness, just know that the day is dawning. Darkness before life. You have no reason to die in the midst of your darkness because the day is just about dawning. In the evening, in the morning, was the first day. In the evening, in the morning, was the second day. In the evening, in the morning, was the third day. So anytime there is huge darkness, light is about to break forth. No depression. Don't kill yourself. Don't allow anybody to help you kill yourself. <laughs> Are you still there with me? I remember reading an article sometime in the United States. Somebody was writing on how you can die peacefully. So they were trying to show people how you can die peacefully. And so they would say, you could get razor blade, cut your wrist, put it in the bow tube, and the blood will just drain. They were teaching people how to die peacefully. Anything is going on. Don't allow anybody to teach you how to die peacefully. <laughs> Are you I, I want you to capture what I'm talking about because it's very important. I'm sure you agree with me. How does somebody teach you how to die peacefully? Stupid. Somebody to teach you how to lead, not to die peacefully. All right. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Can you get that? So you're facing persecution. It's not new. It's a no temptation that is taking the soldier is common to man. 
You feel persecuted in your place of work. You feel persecuted in your family. It's not new. It's been there before. Somebody has gone through it. But this is good news. Persecuted but not forsaken. So no matter what happens, God is by your side. The next thing is cast down but not what? Destroyed. There is life. Cast down but not destroyed. You can imagine Apostle Paul when they, when they tried to kill him, used stones on him and everything. They left him for dead. They thought he was gone. The brethren came down, walked around him, speak the word of life. Paul stood up again, next time preaching the word. Cast down but not destroyed. Your life is not going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Let me give you maybe one or two examples. I don't want to keep you too long today. But I just want to pass this across to you that there is so much about life that you have known it for anybody to make you get depressed. One of the, one of the ingredients or one of the medical, how do I put it now? It's something you don't buy. It's not, it's not something you go to the shop to buy that can keep you living long. Is joy and happiness. Hmm? I read a story of somebody that had elephantiasis. Went to the hospital. They tried to treat him. He wasn't going. So on his way back, one time from the hospital, after seeing the doctor, he just called into a shop and bought a video CD, which is actually for this year comedians. Just bought the comedian CD. So, well, I know this is going to kill me, so let me just laugh it off. If need be, die laughing. So these guys are watching the comedy and be laughing on his own. Watching the comedy, enjoying himself. He got to get another one. Before he knew it, his legs were drying up. What? He had to go and buy a lot of comedy. <laughs> and then by the time he got to see, the, he was completely healed. He went to see the doctor. The doctor said, what medicine did they give to you? He said, no, comedy. <laughs> laughter, joy. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Joy, laughter. Those who don't smile, they get very much quicker in terms of aging. You know what? Because when you smile, all these muscles are pulling back. So you're getting younger. But when you don't smile, all these things are just creeping in. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you following me? You need to smile sometimes. It's for your own good. Be happy. You see some people, they're never, never happy. Anytime you see them, their face is heavy. Hey, brother, what's the problem? <laughs> Life is good. Hallelujah. What's the problem? Now your face is so heavy all the time. Ah, uh, Jesus died. You're not going to die for anybody. He died for you. Be happy. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Joy, laughter. And as I sometimes you need some of those, but not this kind of some stupid comedies that doesn't make sense. Huh? But you get something that makes you laugh sometimes. Praise the Lord. Rejoice. There's power in joy. There's power in laughter. There is power in being happy. 
There's power in smiling. Healing takes place when you're always smiling and rejoicing. Praise the Lord. I remember somebody walked to me sometime. It's a couple that's about getting married sometime. And he was saying, no, I will tell him, I will tell him. And they come close to me. I said, what is it you want to tell him? He said, he's trying to tell me. You should not see what she said. I said, okay, you tell me now that you have said it. He said, this pastor is always smiling. I like him. Man, I got somebody because I'm always smiling. Somebody like me because I'm always smiling. That's evangelism. Are you getting that? You have a tool to win people to God. Rejoice. You're not the only one to have a problem. There's this thing you're looking at is common to man. It's not new. You never had a new case file that have never been there before. Are you still there with me? Are you following me? <laughs> if God is for us, who can be against us? That alone is enough for us to rejoice. Nobody. Okay. Turn with me to Jeremiah. I'm in Genesis 25. I want to give you a story here. Genesis 25, I'm sure that's what I'm looking for. If not, you go crack your brain, get to the spirit to get that to you. But I will still preach. Praise God. Are you still there with me? Genesis 25, verse 21. This is a story about Isaac and Rebekah. No, Rebekah never had a baby on time. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. Praise God. What's new? Nothing. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Are we on the same page? And the children struggled within her. And she said, if it be so, why are my thoughts? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And there was a violent agitation in the womb of Sarah. Now, you listen again. Listen, listen. The children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I, you know the word, why did I get pregnant? Look at the first condition. She was barren. That was enough reason to be depressed. Now the husband prayed. Husbands, you got to do something. The husband prayed. Is that okay? And she became pregnant. And these two guys begin to struggle. So there's warfare in her womb before they came out. Rebecca said, everything's going to be like this. What is the point getting pregnant? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. What condition have you faced? Nothing yet. Everything you are passing through is in the scriptures. If our children will give you a terrible time, say, ah, God, why did you allow me to give birth to this child? Have somebody said that before? You hear people say that. I regret the day I gave birth to you. <laughs> oh, yes. You are gradually moving into the state of depression. You're making the same confession that Rebecca made. Because there was struggle in a womb. If it is so, why me? But you wanted a baby. Now you got two. Ha. Double blessing, double trouble. Eh? 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So you yeah, will find that there was such a terrible, terrible agitation in the womb of this woman. And two things that make you have to think this way. One, if this is going to be the case, what kind of children would they be? Are you following me? She was so disturbed. And she felt it's like life is not worth living. Because of pregnancy. Have you had such situations before? But I'm telling you, there is life for you. Hallelujah. And the good thing is, the Bible says she went and entreated of the Lord. That's a wise person. Whatever your agitation is, go to the Lord. Whatever your troubles are, go to the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me take another one. Numbers 11. The book of Numbers, chapter 11. What a terrible time for Rebecca. Oh my God. Why me? Why this kind of pregnancy? Why, what's the point? This kind of struggle in my womb. So that the children will kill themselves before they come out. Why me? Numbers 11, verse 13. This is Jesus, I mean, uh, Moses, the mighty apostle that was bringing the people from Israel. And this one will read. People say you give us food. Have you come to the place of leadership in your life where people are placing so much pressure on you and you don't have the means to meet their needs? Moses said, when shall I have flesh to give unto these people? For they weep unto me, saying, give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone, because it's too heavy for me. If thou detours with me, kill me. I pray thee out of hand, if I find favor in the sight, let me not see my wretchedness. Hallelujah. My wretchedness, my evil, my torment, arising from the insuperable, I mean, the difficult situation of managing a whole community. Kill me. How is your wife behaving? Your wife and your children, they're against you in the house, isn't it? I say, God, why did I marry at all? You are just saying the same thing like Moses. Kill me. But you're not going to die. Because there's a future for you. Are you following me? You've got to overcome the spirit of depression. Even in leadership. You're going to find people who will not respond to your instructions. You're going to find people who find fault all the time. You're going to see people who tell you your leadership style is not right. It's not current. It's not the right one. This can literally lead you to the place of depression. Now Moses was depressed. And he said, God, if this is the way it's going to be, what? Kill me. No. God will tell Moses, kill yourself, I won't kill you. Are you following me? Have you gone to that place before? How is your husband treating you? How is your wife treating you? You got in the prayers and say, God, why me? In the midst of that, I'm telling you, God has promised never to forsake you, not to leave you alone. Glory to God. Are you following me? 
So here Moses was saying, God, I don't feel like living anymore. No more life because of these people that I'm leading. Just kill me. Finish with me. Look at 1 Kings 19. Let me just give you these few ones. And then we'll start from there next week. 1 Kings 19, verse 4. Have anybody, some of you heard of seeing Pastor Ricky's video? Is it Ricky? Ricky, the guy without limbs, without hands, without limbs. Have you seen him? Hey, this guy married a beautiful lady. Oh my God. Those with two hands can't even find a woman like that. No, I'm telling you the truth. They already have a baby. They already have a baby. Huh? No hands, no legs. Are you getting that? Nothing in life can make you depressed. Our stuff is not working. I really wanted to bring some stuff for you to see. Was written of a lady recently in the U.S., no limbs. She has her legs to do everything. Driving her car, brushing her teeth. Oh, listen, listen. Once an aspect of your life is missing, the energy from there flows to the other side. That is why somebody with one eye can see very well because the energy from this eye that is damaged has gone to the other one. So he's seeing you where you're seeing. That you don't have hand doesn't mean you are gone. Your legs are very powerful. When the lady drives very good car, powerful, she opens the door with her legs, drive everything. You are complete, and yet you want to die. See, the unfortunate thing is death is far away from you. <laughs> you will see it. Death is not coming near your door. No, 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 no. Far away from you. Even if you beg death, it won't come. <laughs> Are you still with me? Praise the Lord. I read of a man recently, I think in India, 117 years old. And we interviewed him and he said, Death has forsaken me. 117. Say, death has forsaken me. Those are people. Death is forsaking some people. Why do you think it's coming to your door? <laughs> it's not going to come. You will leave. There is life for you. Hallelujah. No matter what you are seeing, there is life for you. Death will also forsake you. Hmm. <laughs> Glory to God. First Kings 19. This Elijah. Verse 4. The Bible says, But himself went in this journey into the wilderness after he wrestled with Ahab and Jezebel. And now they want to kill him. Elijah became frustrated, depressed. Ministry depressed. And came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. Have you seen that? Is that in your Bible? He requested that he might die. And said, it's enough now, O oh Lord. Take away my life. That I'm not better than my father's. It's enough now. 
I've had enough. You know what he says, enough now? What he's saying is, I've lived long enough. How old was he? I don't know. But he's trying to tell God, hey, I've celebrated a lot of bad days. Let me go now. And God said, you're not going. <laughs> you're going nowhere. Hallelujah. I'm saying no matter how much request you're going to place before God to bring death, death is not going to come. Some people, the Bible, and sometimes they say they have terminal diseases and they want to die, but yet they can't die. Such people, even if you give them poison, instead of the disease killing, poison killing them, disease, the poison will heal them. You are not going to die. Death has forsaken you. So what are you going to do now? You better leave. You have no other choice. Because death said it's not coming, so what are you going to do next? You better leave. So no matter what you've been thinking before, I'm telling you, people have been there. This Elijah with all the mighty miracles, calling down rain, stopping the heavens. So I'm trying to tell you that no matter the exploit you've made in life, there comes a point in your life where you feel there's a need for you to die. But I'm saying you are not going to die. Hallelujah. What's the time now? As I preach gospel of eternity. Huh? <laughs> now maybe we're going to stop there today. But did you follow me so far? Death is far away from your tabernacles. Depression is not going to kill you. You are going to live. It's life for you. Elijah say, I've lived long enough. How old are you? <laughs> how old are you? you? You're telling God you've lived long enough. I say, God doesn't know how old you are. I've lived long enough. Let me die now. And what was it? Because, now, can you imagine Elijah saying this because a woman was pursuing him? It was just the best reason. That's why. Oh, come on now. <laughs> things can be so bad sometimes that the things that you can put under your feet begin to be the one to pursue you. When depression comes, the things you can squeeze, you kill all prophet. One woman is pursuing you. What's your problem? All the prophets of Baal, he killed them. But when Jezebel rose, well, fear that babe, child. <laughs> she has enough energy. When Jezebel rose, Elijah looked at this lady and said, man, I better run for my dear life. But I'm telling you, don't run, stand. Because the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. No matter what is pursuing you, you can turn around and deal with that situation. Amen? I'm trying to say, almost everything the Lord has blessed you with, sometime in the midst of this blessing, you want to experience what? Depression. It could be your business. It could be your family. It could be anything. Sometimes you look at your business. This is not doing well. You got depressed. Sometimes I look at the ministry. I used to ask a question. I said, Lord, what did you promise me? What am I now? And when I'm about thinking this way, sometimes master will just send a kind of message. Lord, I thank God for your life. I thank God for the life you've lived. I thank God for what? I'll say, oh, so I'm doing something. Are you following what I'm talking about? Depression can come to you, even in that which God has given to you. You must fight that spirit. You will continue to declare, I must live to see the goodness of the Lord. 
I will live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, not the land of the dead. Can you please stand up? We just want to talk to God this morning. You're going to live, no dead for you. You want to talk to God right now. So begin to pray. If there is anything that has made you depressed before, anything that's making you feel depressed right now, I'm commanding that spirit out of your life. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Talk to the Father. You can't remain depressed. No way. God has come to give you life and to give you more abundantly. No matter what is going on, there is life for you. That is life for you. That's what I want you to see this morning. No matter what, there is life. Don't allow depression to kill you. Don't think about suicide because things are not the way you're supposed to be. No, there is life for you. Here I promise you life has the ability to give you life. No matter what people say, no matter what they think, no matter what they've been telling you, no matter what prophecy they have given to you, no matter what, no, 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 no. I'm saying there is life for you. Don't allow depression to take your life. We are overcoming the spirit of depression. Whether it be business, whether it be family. No, 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 no. No matter what, no matter how, you are going to live. Rembro sita hakara sandu. There is life for you. Depression won't take your life. You're going to live to declare the goodness of the Lord, the land of the living. What is it you're thinking about? There is an overcoming in the power of the blood of Jesus. What is it that I've afflicted you? There is power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus came that you may have life and to have it more abundantly. No, no, no. Even if you seem to have failed, the Bible says, the righteous man will fall seven times, but he shall rise again. There is life for you. The enemy is just playing tricks on you by menacing depression to your life. But this morning you're going to tell the enemy, I'm an overcomer. I can overcome this spirit. I'll overcome this spirit. A power within me. A power within me to overcome the spirit of depression. I refuse to be depressed. Talk to your life. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be depressed. Unnecessary sympathy will not make me get depressed. I do not cherish unnecessary sympathy. Don't look at a situation where you want people to sympathize with you. Save low self-esteem and over self-esteem can bring depression. I refuse to be depressed. Talk to God. Mandara prosakahara Rendurika prosakari prosonturi. Your past cannot keep you depressed. <laughs> there is life for you. Lift up your right hand as I pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, I just want to thank you for your word. I thank you for the spirit that is in your word. And I'm asking this day, mighty and everlasting Father. Is there anyone here facing a terrible situation, a terrible time, and the spirit of depression has come into those individuals? I command that spirit out of their life this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. 
No matter where you are coming from, no matter where you are right now, no matter what is around you, I speak life to you and banish depression from your life in the name of Jesus Christ. That spirit that tells you life is not worth living. I'm asking that spirit to loose from your life right now. Let it loose from your thoughts. Let it loose from your mind. Let it loose from your spirit. And if a reason of the things you are thinking, one spirit has crept into your life this day, I cast out that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Be loose from depression. Be loose from the spirit of suicide. Be loose from the spirit of complaining. In the name of Jesus, let Christ flood your life. Let Christ flood your life. Let Christ flood your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.